In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Beloved in the Lord, let us draw near with a true heart and confess our sins unto God our Father, beseeching him in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ to grant us forgiveness. Our help is in the name of the Lord. I said I will confess my transgressions unto the Lord. Almighty God, our Maker and Redeemer, we poor sinners confess unto you that we are by nature sinful and unclean, and that we have sinned against you by thought, word, and deed. Wherefore, we flee for refuge to your infinite mercy, seeking and imploring your grace for the sake of our Lord Jesus Christ. O most merciful God, who has given your only begotten Son to die for us, have mercy upon us, and for his sake grant us remission of all our sins, and by your Holy Spirit increase in us true knowledge of you and of your will, and true obedience to your word, to the end that by your grace we may come to everlasting life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Almighty God, our Heavenly Father, has had mercy upon us and has given his only Son to die for us and for his sake forgives us all our sins. To those who believe on his name, he gives power to become the children of God, and has promised them his Holy Spirit. He that believes and is baptized shall be saved. Grant this, Lord, unto us all. Amen. Amen. Blessed be the Holy Trinity, and the undivided unity. Let us give glory to him, because he has shown his mercy to us.
Blessed be the Holy Trinity and the undivided unity. Let us give glory to him because he has shown his mercy to us. Lord, have mercy upon us. Christ, have mercy upon us. Lord, have mercy upon us. Glory be to God on high. and everlasting God. You have given us grace to acknowledge the glory of the eternal Trinity by the confession of a true faith and to worship the unity and the power of the divine majesty. Keep us steadfast in this faith and defend us from all adversities. For you, O Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, Live and reign, one God, now and forever. Amen. The Old Testament reading for the Feast of the Holy Trinity is recorded in the prophet Isaiah, chapter 6. 
In the year that King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord sitting on a throne high and lifted up, and the train of his robe filled the temple. Above it stood seraphim. Each one had six wings. With two he covered his face, with two he covered his feet, and with two he flew. And one cried to another and said, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is full of his glory. And the posts of the door were shaken by the voice of him who cried out. And the house was filled with smoke. So I said, Woe is me, for I am undone, because I am a man of unclean lips, And I dwell in the midst of a people of unclean lips. For my eyes have seen the King, the Lord of hosts. Then one of the seraphim flew to me, having in his hand a live coal which he had taken with the tongs from the altar. And he touched my tongue with it and said, Behold, this has touched your lips. Your iniquity is taken away and your sin purged. This is the word of the Lord. Christine, the hymn is 591. This is the Spirit's entry now.
The epistle is recorded in St. Paul's letter to the Romans, chapter 11. Oh, the depth of the riches, both of the wisdom and knowledge of God. How unsearchable are his judgments and his ways past finding out. For who has known the mind of the Lord? Or who has become his counselor? Or who has first given to him, and it shall be repaid to him? For of him, and through him, and to him are all things, to whom be glory forever. Amen. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks Thanks be to God. Blessed are you, O Lord God of our fathers, and greatly to be praised and glorified forever. The Holy Gospel according to St. John, the third chapter. Glory be to thee, O Lord. There was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. This man came to Jesus by night and said to him, Rabbi, we know that you are a teacher come from God, for no one can do these signs that you do unless God is with him. Jesus answered and said to him, Most assuredly I say to you, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Nicodemus said to him, How can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter a second time into his mother's womb and be born? Jesus answered, Most assuredly, I say to you, unless one is born of water and the Spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. That which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the Spirit is spirit. Do not marvel that I said to you, you must be born again. The wind blows where it wishes, and you hear the sound of it, but cannot tell where it comes from and where it goes. So is everyone who is born of the Spirit. Nicodemus answered and said to him, How can these things be? Jesus answered and said to him, Are you the teacher of Israel and do not know these things? Most assuredly, I say to you, We speak what we know and testify what we have seen, and you do not receive our witness. If I have told you earthly things and you do not believe, 
How will you believe if I tell you heavenly things? No one has ascended to heaven, but he who came down from heaven, that is the Son of Man, and as Moses lifted up his serpent in the wilderness, even so must the Son of Man be lifted up, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have eternal life. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. For God did not send his Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. This is the gospel of the Lord. Praise be to seated. We confess the Christian faith on this feast day of the Holy Trinity in the words of the Athanasian Creed, page 319. At the conclusion of the Athanasian Creed, it speaks of works and being judged by works. We are baptized in the name of the triune God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, so that we who were, according to the flesh, sons and daughters of the evil one, become sons and daughters of God, so we share in all that God has done for us. And this centers in the work of our Lord Jesus as Redeemer, so that on the last day we are judged on the basis of his works. And throughout our lifetime, faith in the triune God and our Lord Jesus Christ produces the fruits of faith in our lives that bear witness and testify that we belong to the triune God. We confess the Athanasian Creed responsibly, whole verse by whole verse. Whoever desires to be saved must, above all, hold the Catholic faith, And the Catholic faith is this. That we worship one God in Trinity and Trinity in unity, neither confusing the persons nor dividing the substance. For the Father is one person, the Son is another, and the Holy Spirit is another. Such as the Father is, such is the Son, and such is the Holy Spirit. The Father uncreated, the Son uncreated, the Holy Spirit uncreated. The Father infinite, the Son infinite, the Holy Spirit infinite. The Father eternal, the Son eternal, the Holy Spirit eternal. And yet there are not three eternals, but one eternal. In the same way, the Father is almighty, the Son almighty, the Holy Spirit almighty. And yet there are not three almighties, but one almighty. 
So the Father is God, the Son is God, the Holy Spirit is God. And yet there are not three gods, but one God. So the Father is Lord, the Son is Lord, the Holy Spirit is Lord. And yet there are not three lords, but one Lord. Just as we are compelled by the Christian truth to acknowledge each distinct person as God and Lord, so also are we prohibited by the Catholic religion to say that there are three gods or lords. The Father is not made nor created nor begotten by anyone. The Son is neither made nor created but begotten of the Father alone. The Holy Spirit is of the Father and of the Son, neither made nor created nor begotten but proceeding. Thus there is one Father, not three fathers, one Son, not three sons, one Holy Spirit, not three Holy Spirits. But the whole three persons are co-eternal with each other and co-equal, so that in all things, as has been stated above, the Trinity in unity and unity in Trinity is to be worshipped. But it is also necessary for everlasting salvation that one faithfully believe the incarnation of our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, it is the right faith that we believe and confess that our Lord Jesus Christ, the Son of God, is at the same time both God and man. He is God begotten from the substance of the Father before all ages, and he is man, born from the substance of his mother in this age. Perfect God and perfect man, composed of a rational soul and human flesh, equal to the Father with respect to his divinity, less than the Father with respect to his humanity, One, however, not by the conversion of the divinity into flesh, but by the assumption of the humanity into God. One altogether, not by confusion of substance, but by unity of person. For as the rational soul and flesh is one man, so God and man is one Christ. ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father, God Almighty, from whence he will come to judge the living and the dead. At his coming, all people will rise again with their bodies and give an account concerning their own deeds. And those who have done good will enter into eternal life, and those who have done evil into eternal fire.
In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Hear the word of the Lord from the prophet Isaiah. I saw the Lord sitting on a throne, high and lifted up. And the train of his robe filled the temple. Above it stood seraphim, each one had six wings. With two he covered his face, with two he covered his feet, and with two he flew. And one cried to another and said, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is full of his glory. And the posts of the door were shaken by the voice of him who cried out. And the house was filled with smoke. Then I said, Woe is me, for I am undone. Because I am a man of unclean lips, and I dwell in the midst of a people of unclean lips. For my eyes have seen the King, the Lord of hosts. This is the word of the Lord. In many ways, the Feast of the Holy Trinity takes into account every feast in the church year and every doctrine of the Christian faith, because on this day we confess one God in Trinity and Trinity in unity, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, and we are baptized into Him. So when we talk about the sublime mysteries of the Holy Trinity today, and we meditate upon both Isaiah's vision and Jesus' catechesis with Nicodemus, we see ourselves in the center of the divine mystery of love, the love of the Holy Trinity, in whose name we are baptized. And to whom, with angels and archangels and all the company of heaven, we sing holy, 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 the tris hagion, the threefold sanctus, in, play, in praise of the eternal and divine and ever-loving trinity. I'd like to talk a little bit about reverence. Our world knows little of reverence, in the dictionary, you might find a definition like this, a feeling of profound awe and respect and often love, veneration. Americans don't reverence much anymore. It's difficult to go on a funeral procession to the cemetery because what used to be respected decades ago no longer is. People even cutting the line to get where they want to go showing no particular respect. There's no reverence for the flag. Not only people not taking off their hats, but kneeling in protest. There is no reverence for a person's good name or reputation. People are quick to open their mouths rather than remain silent. And out of reverence for someone's good name and reputation, Keep their counsel to themselves. And let their ears be attuned. But worst of all, there is little reverence for God, and that is so because where there is less and less faith in the Lord Jesus Christ and in the ever-blessed and holy Trinity, there is going to be less reverence because reverence 
is born of faith. Let me assure you, whatever God reveals of himself in the sacred scriptures is always important. Even though to our finite human reason and when we are set in the midst of a world whose narrative is so utterly opposed to the Christian faith, we may not see the connections to our own lives in the mysteries of the faith that are revealed. Instead, and this is a sign of a lack of reverence, what does this mean to me? What am I going to get out of this? If this doesn't seem to help me get where I'm going, then what's the point? We're so very impatient. One of the things that we should note in the scriptures on this feast of the Holy Trinity is how every divine service in the Bible, every heavenly form of worship is noted by supreme reverence. It is why the church has down through the ages attempted to reflect that in the wearing of vestments, in the way in which the liturgy is conducted. Consider, for example, the book of Revelation, white robes, the elders, the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, all gathered around the throne of the Lamb and kneeling or lying prostrate before him or singing the same kinds of canticles that we sing in our divine service. And that's not accidental. We sing what we sing in our divine service because we are joined with angels and archangels and all the company of heaven. We sing, glory be to God on high and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. A holy and reverent scene as the angel of the Lord announced the birth of Jesus and we join in the angel's song. And before us today in the Old Testament is the song of Isaiah. And he is so stricken with awe that he falls down before the Lord as he sees heaven open to him and the angels and the archangels singing antiphonally one to another, the Trishagion, holy, 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 Lord God of Sabaoth, God of hosts. The whole earth is full of your glory because God created all things and nothing exists apart from him and we are all dependent upon him even the atheists those who have no reverence for God whatsoever whether people realize it or not the world is dependent upon the triune God and held together by the person of our Lord Jesus Christ Isaiah was filled with fear and awe because he was also a sinner woe is me for I am undone Literally, it means I am destroyed. For I'm a man of unclean lips. He confesses his sin. And I dwell in the midst of a people of unclean lips. And what does the Lord do? He sends the angel to take a coal from the altar. You see, that altar is a depiction of the altar in front of the tabernacle or in front of the temple, an altar of sacrifice whereby God made atonement for sin, an altar that points to that sacrifice of Jesus upon the cross. And with that coal, he purges his lips. It is both the forgiving of his sin and the sanctifying of Isaiah through that forgiveness so that he might preach that gospel. The song that Isaiah heard from the angels is taken over in our liturgy. 
when you gather around the altar in a few moments, listen to the words of the proper preface. Therefore, with angels and archangels and all the company of heaven, listen to those words and believe what they say. Heaven is open to us here. And through the eyes of faith, we are in the same scene that Isaiah saw in his great vision. It is why we, like Isaiah, kneel before the Lord to receive his very body and his most precious blood. The threefold holy, holy, holy of the Sanctus is not an accident. Part of what stunned Isaiah is those same words were sung in the liturgy of the temple, particularly on the Day of Atonement. And so when Isaiah sees that vision of heaven, he realizes that what they were doing in their worship was what heaven was doing. For indeed, we are linked together with all the company of heaven. We believe in one God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth. The first person of the Holy Trinity is named Father because that is who he is. It is how he names himself. The name Father is not a metaphor that describes the first person of the Holy Trinity. The word Father means source. It is not a picture word that describes what he is like, as if we have fathers, so we use the term Father and ascribe that to the first person of the Trinity. No, it's the other way around. That is his name. It does not refer to sexuality. It means that he is the first one, the source and the creator. He receives his essence from no one. He is uncreated. He is eternal, almighty, all-knowing. He is the source and giver of all things, the provider and protector. And this is the most important thing of all, to understand the attributes of God. His nature is love. Self-giving, sacrificial love. And you are baptized in the name of the Father. Unless you are born of water and the Spirit, you cannot see the kingdom of God. That is to say, you cannot believe, you cannot come to know and confess these truths. We believe in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God. That's what Jesus was catechizing Nicodemus in. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son. No one can crawl up to heaven. But the only Son who is in the bosom of the Father, he has declared the Father and he has come down to us. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son to be incarnate in the womb of the Virgin Mary, to be truly man, more man than any of us, and to lay down his life into death. The name son does not mean that the Son of God was a male offspring of the Father from eternity. He is not made, nor is he created. He is begotten. That means that he receives his divine essence from the Father. The masculine pronouns and the masculine references to God the Father and God the Son refer to the nature of God most especially as source and giver. 
Jesus, the Son of God, is begotten. That means that he receives his divine essence from the Father. Everything that the Father is in his essence, his power and glory, he gives to the Son from eternity. But this does not make him inferior to the Father, but of one essence with the Father. Just as I have sons who were begotten of me in time, but they are not inferior to me as men. He gives to the Son from eternity. That is the love of the Father in action within the Godhead from eternity. A sublime and sacred mystery indeed. The first act of the Father is the eternal giving of his essence to the Son while losing nothing of himself. But it is an act from eternity that kind of blows one's mind to fathom. The Son is eternally of the Father, God and Lord. He loves the Father as the Father loves Him. There is this symbiotic relationship of the giving and receiving of love as you experience in a finite and temporal sense with your children. The Son is eternally of the Father, God and Lord. He loves the Father as the Father loves Him. And so we confessed For us man and for our salvation, he came down from heaven and was incarnate by the Holy Spirit of the Virgin Mary and was made man. That he might redeem us from sin, yes. And that he might do what God intended from the beginning. That we might have fellowship with him. We heard it last Sunday on Pentecost. We will come to him and make our home with him. That's the language of Holy Communion. You were baptized into the Son. That in the Son you might have fellowship and Holy Communion with God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. We believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord and giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son together is worshipped and glorified. The third person of the Holy Trinity is the Holy Spirit. He is personal and real. He is not like the force on Star Wars or some impersonal electricity that animates all things. He is a person. He is the Spirit that proceeds from the eternal relationship of love between the Father and the Son. He is the Spirit of love from the Father and the Son. In other words where there are two who share the perfect relationship of love, there must be a third, because love is always giving and proceeding out of itself to another. And this procession of the Spirit from the Father and the Son is an eternal procession. And when this relationship is eternal, the third person must be and is eternal, and is of one essence with the Father and the Son. The Spirit of God cannot contain himself because he is of the same divine essence as the Father and the Son, and he shares in the self-giving nature of love. Therefore, he reaches out. He calls, he gathers, he enlightens us through the gospel and through the sacraments.
that we might have fellowship with the triune God. You are baptized into the name of the Holy Spirit. I baptize you in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Unless you are born of water and the Spirit, you cannot enter into the kingdom of heaven. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. The shape of our baptismal life as Jesus began to teach Nicodemus and he would learn about throughout the rest of Jesus' ministry and his life following that teaches us about the nature of our life as baptized children. The Father gives his Son to the death of the cross. The Son, in love for the Father, lays down his life and sacrifices himself because God doesn't want to lose us, but to have fellowship with us. And the Holy Spirit, from eternity, born of this love, proceeds from the Father and the Son to unite us together in a most holy faith. You are baptized in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. It is a cause not only for rejoicing, but for the bending of the knee in holy reverence. No wonder the angels sang, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. No wonder Isaiah fell on his knees in worship. No wonder in our St. Peter option we are connecting every assault upon the Christian faith by a world of unbelief and rebellion to the blessed Trinity and the person and work of Jesus. No wonder we continue to sing with angels and archangels and all of the company of heaven today, blessed be the Holy Trinity and the undivided unity. Let us give all glory to him. For he has shown his mercy to us. And in our baptism, brings us into eternal fellowship with the one true and living God. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Let us pray for the whole church of God in Christ Jesus and for all people according to their needs. One addition to the congregation at prayer, uh, James Loker, who was a friend of the congregation and suffering with cancer, uh, died this past week. 
So we remember him in prayer today. Let us pray. Let us pray for the whole church of God in Christ Jesus and for all people according to their needs. In peace, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. In thanksgiving for our redemption in Jesus Christ, for the work of the Holy Spirit in bringing us to faith, and for the adoption as God's children through baptism, for Jim Miller, Lisa LaFour, Joshua Franklin, William Haga, Jennifer Clark, Marcy Gall, Sharon Martin, Hannah Gierach, Christine Miley, and Eric Greshner celebrating baptismal birthdays this week. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For the gift of the Holy Spirit that all churches may confess truly and faithfully the word and live in harmony of doctrine and life in anticipation of that day when we shall kneel together at the Lord's altar. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For pastor-elect Brennick Christensen to be ordained next Sunday into the office of the Holy Ministry, that he would be upheld and strengthened by the Spirit of God, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For parents and children, that they would be given the courage to love as God has loved us and be united in their common life by the Holy Spirit to know Jesus and serve him, and that the Lord would bless the single with chastity, protect the orphan, and defend the helpless. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For peace in Ukraine, for the end of war and hostility around the world, for our president, our governor, and all elected and appointed officials, that in their stewardship of the nation and, sta and state, they may faith be faithful and serve honorably for our benefit. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For the afflicted, the grieving, and the dying, especially Jill Franklin continuing treatment after surgery, Reverend Tom Locke and Reverend John Pless, recovering from serious injuries and separate accidents. Walter Schmudlock, recovering from a stroke. Jan Wallen, recuperating from a hospitalization. Ed and Bernice Lemke, who continue to recuperate after being hospitalized. Kent Kunkel, in step-down care from I ICU. Jim Weber at the Care Center in Slinger. John Paul Biney and Amy Bruss in extended therapy. Barbara Weeding, beginning chemotherapy. Josiah Berenger and Todd Frederich suffering with cancer, and Cliff Evans in hospice care, and the family of James Loker who mourn his death, that they may be comforted by the gospel. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For all who commune that by Christ's cleansing body and blood on our lips, our guilt may be taken away and our sin atoned for, that we would not be lost but abide eternally in the presence of the Blessed Trinity. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. Lord God, Heavenly Father, we poor sinners confess that our flesh dwells no good thing. If we are left to ourselves, we will die in sin. 
since that which is born of flesh is flesh and cannot see the kingdom of God, grant us, we implore you, your grace and mercy, and for the sake of Jesus Christ, send your Holy Spirit into our hearts to regenerate us, that we may firmly believe the forgiveness of sins according to your promise in baptism, and daily increase in Christian love and in all good works, until at last we obtain the fullness of eternal salvation. Through the same Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. The Lord be with you. Unto the Lord our God. It is meet and right so to It is truly meet, right, and salutary that we should at all times and in all places give thanks to you, Holy Lord, Almighty Father, everlasting God who with your only begotten Son and the Holy Spirit are one God and one Lord. In the confession of the only true God, we worship the Trinity in person and the unity and substance of majesty co-equal. Therefore, with angels and archangels and with all the company of heaven, we laud and magnify your glorious name, evermore praising you and saying, Christ, on the night when he was betrayed, took bread, 
And when he had given thanks, he broke it and gave it to the disciples and said, Take, eat, this is my body, which is given for you. This do in remembrance of me. In the same way also, he took the cup after supper, and when he had given thanks, he gave it to them, saying, Drink of it, all of you. This cup is the New Testament in my blood, which is shed for you for the forgiveness of sins. This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. The peace of the Lord be with you always.
body and blood of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ strengthen and preserve you, body and soul in the true faith, unto life everlasting. Depart in peace.
body and blood of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, strengthen and preserve you, body and soul, in the true faith unto life everlasting. Depart in peace.
thanks unto the Lord, for he is good. And his mercy endures Let us pray. We give thanks to you, Almighty God, that you have refreshed us through this salutary gift. And we implore you that of your mercy you would strengthen us through the same in faith toward you and in fervent love toward one another. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God now and forever. his face shine upon you and be gracious unto you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Welcome to the Divine Service. Just a couple of announcements. Um, this next two weeks, pretty uh, busy time. Uh, next Sunday on the 19th, Father's Day, there is the ordination and installation Divine Service. 
of pastor-elect Brennan Christensen. So we encourage you all to come and we will make room, those who are able to bring food. Remember, we've got guests from out of town and so forth, so it's not just for you and your family and a couple of others, so be generous. We also have, um, I don't know, over, it's, over, it's over 30 years now that we've had the CCA as a part of our congregation, the Concordia Catechetical Academy promoting Luther's small catechism, faithful Lutheran catechesis in the church at large, and um, prior to our hiatus of two Junes where we didn't have the symposium, it was rumored that the best reception in the whole synod was the Wednesday night reception here afterwards, hors d'oeuvres and a little bit of uh, barley beverage and grape beverage and so forth. So I know it's right on the heels. Uh, Pastor Christensen and I talked about this. You know, he, he and I both wanted to get him ordained and installed as quickly as possible. So it happens to be symposium week. But if any of you are able to also help with an hors d'oeuvre, I think there's a sign-up sheet. We'll also pass it around during Bible class for that Wednesday night. Um, finally, I want to say thank you to Christine for playing today. Uh, this is an extremely, you know, playing the entire service is like operating a 747 aircraft, okay? Uh, and uh, I could not... I barely play the piano, okay? So I could not even begin to do it. And this is, this is the first time you've done almost everything on the organ, I think. Uh, I remember, um, you know, you've got so many things to think about also as a pastor that I've, I've, uh, I've read the wrong reading just in this last year or started on the wrong chapter and then had to move to another chapter. So. We understand all those. You know, you've seen that. So thank you, Christine. And it's a huge benefit to Kathy to be able to get some time off. And also, Jordan Fisher uh, played during the, the distribution on the piano. And uh, he's secretly played for us when you didn't realize it and didn't, didn't look back. Jordan is the grandson of Hildy and Ralph Fisher, in case you were wondering. He and his mom and dad are now members of the congregation. So I think that's sufficient. We will have our St. Peter option study, and I decided to continue this week because there were a lot of questions that we didn't get to having to do with human tyranny and freedom, a Christian freedom. So we'll take that up in Bible classes as soon as we're able to assemble in a reasonable time. Have a good week. Thank you.